Hey everybody, Nick here, and welcome back to another episode of Grinicide's Globe. In this episode, I'm going to be answering some of your questions and just discussing some mistakes that people make when trying to build their own brand and make a name for themselves in the community. Hope you guys enjoy this one. When it comes to channel managers or editors, I think that one big mistake they make is they focus on just getting the big clients and doing work for these big players. But realistically, I think that the main thing they should be doing is just focusing on getting top-level quality work that you would expect to see out of a phase dubs or a mongrel or some player of that caliber. And they should just try to bring that same quality to their client, no matter how big they are. When I just started, I tried my absolute hardest to make that video for someone that has 700 subscribers the same exact quality as a video that I would be doing for someone that has 100,000 subscribers or even more. I think that starting and setting a precedent for yourself of consistent and great work is one of the best things you can do. And I mean, I know that sounds pretty obvious, but there are people out there that'll be doing work for a smaller client and will think, you know, why do I need to put in this much time or take the extra step because they're a smaller client and uh, I guess I'm not going to get much from this. And that just sets a bad example for yourself and it's a bad habit to get used to. I mean, I think that especially if you're in this industry and if you're trying to make it far in this industry, you should be doing it out of pure passion and because you just enjoy the work and not because it's a quick cash grab. I think that's one big thing that happens to people is they start out and they just are like, you know what, I can make money doing this and I can make a quick 20 here and there and whatnot. And after they keep doing it more and more, it's just, it's a cycle and they get sick of these videos, but the money is the only thing keeping them in it. And they're just not putting out the same quality work that they once were when they were more hungry for that money. But now that it's coming in, they're just kind of going through the motions and clients suffer and I genuinely just don't think it's the best way to go about things like that. So if you're in this for the money, I think you may just be eventually wasting your time. And I think that the people that really want it will eventually outshine those who are just looking for a paycheck. And I, I think that it'll be the best for the industry, but I'm not sure how long that'll take. Another thing that kind of bothers me is when I see people just blame that they have it, but their clients are the ones holding them back. And I think that as a editor or manager or whatever you're doing, I think that there are things that you could be doing better. I think that instead of just making excuses for why you are where you are, that there's just more you can do. And some people don't believe that, but I definitely think it's true. For me, something that helped a lot was just getting more vocal on Twitter and just doing a lot more in the social media scene. And it was just putting out update videos and talking to the camera. And it just kind of gives people more of a personable connection to you, even if they really don't know you. And it helps with building connections because people see you're dedicated. People see you want it. They're going to take time to watch the video and hear what you have to say. And I, I think that it's something that's overlooked big time and that people should do a lot more of. I see a lot of people that are editors or whatever and all you see is just their posts of their work but 
I think we're getting to the point where you want to do more than that. It's worth becoming a somewhat of a brand. It's worth putting in time to grow your socials and to meet others that are in the same field as you. It's just worth putting your all into this on all aspects. And sometimes that's not just focusing on a thousand percent of putting in work on commissions. It's good to just grow a social media presence, grow somewhat of an audience that supports you and that supports your work. And I think by doing that, you grow yourself in relevance, which helps greatly. And you can't go wrong with making connections and more friends in the scene as a whole. Now, I think a third mistake that I see people make is they will just reach out to a mass amount of players or potential clients with a similar message, just copy and pasted with changing the name. And they'll put out like a hundred DMs in a day. And then they'll basically get nothing back and just say, you know what? I did all I could. To me, I think that's a very ineffective method as the clients like sniff these things out instantly and it just makes them not feel special. It makes them even not want to bother getting to understand what you could do for them and they're just not going to get back to you that way. I think instead of just mass messaging 100 clients, for example, I think you should take about 5 to 10 potential clients that are realistic for you and tailor a message to each of them and say, hi, my name is whatever, and I've really taken the time to understand your brand, your personality, and the content that your viewers look for from you, and I think that I could take your content and your brand to the next level by doing example one, example two, and so on. But I think that operating this way is more likely for you to get a response back or just for them to pay you any mind. And I think that it makes the client or potential client feel a lot more important to you when, you know, this message is really tailored towards them and isn't just something that they can tell that you just changed the name at the top and just copy and paste it and sent to a huge list of people. And believe it or not, players that are on similar teams or that are in the same friend groups, they do talk. And, you know, when four or five of them all got the same DM from you, it kind of just sets a bad idea of you in their mind. And they know, ah, oh, this guy's just doing it to everyone. And, you know, he's just another dime a dozen editor. And it's, you know, why work with him? Especially when I could just work with someone else that's a little bit cheaper and I'll probably just get the same exact work. I think that by explaining the importance of working with you and what you really can do for them and the fact that you understand their channel and brand as a whole, I think it's more likely for them to just get back to you or once again, just pay you any mind in general instead of just deleting the DM and ignoring it and just tossing it to the side. So one question that I got on Twitter that I really like is what makes you motivated to wake up and do what you do and what motivated you to start doing what you're doing? So I'm going to answer the second part of that question first and basically answer that in the first podcast when I talked about just seeing someone at a LAN basically shooting B-roll, doing some you know production video work kind of just made me want to start 
doing it. It kind of just motivated me. It looked pretty cool and I just wanted to learn about it. And um, what motivated me to get like even more into it was just, I, I got addicted to learning as I, as I started picking up everything. Every time I learned something and I mastered it or, you know, got a hold of it pretty well, I just wanted to learn something new and just to just keep improving like my personal stock because, you know, I'm not blind to the fact of how much more valuable it can make me. But for what makes me motivated to wake up and do what I do, to be honest, I think one thing that really has been motivating me recently is the fact that I have a reputation to kind of live up to, and that's to put out high quality work in, you know, a pretty good return time. So there, there have been times where I've been pretty tired or, you know, I've just kind of wanted to put off something just a little bit, but... You know, I want my clients to think of me as, you know, getting work out in, in real short amounts of time, but doing it correctly. And I think keeping that going and not slacking and just kind of working hard and, you know, having people know that I'm a hard worker is what pushes me to, to just keep working and keep doing what I do. But also like thinking about how far I've come in such a short time and how much progress I've already made that definitely motivates me too because, you know, when big things have come my way, I woke up and wasn't really thinking much of it and it was just another day. So I kind of just use that example in my head of like, you know what, maybe today something huge and something life-changing could happen. Just like the day that I woke up and Motional sent me a DM, like I wasn't thinking much of it. I just got up, checked my phone and it just happened that that day I was, you know, being reached out to for a huge opportunity. And, you know, I just think that way anytime I get a DM or I just get something notification on my phone, you just got to take it with a little bit of uh, optimism and, you know, always think that, you know, something good may be around the corner. So just keep pushing, keep working hard and, you know, don't slack off because you never know who's looking or who's literally so close to reaching out for a huge business opportunity. Another question I got, which is a bit different from a creative or editing or something of that realm question, says, when on an esports team, what is all of the players' connections to each other, such as do all of the players really interact with one another? And how is the communication between owners, CEOs, and uh, the players? And I think that just varies depending on the team. There have been teams that have felt like a real family and close-knit, and the owners are really interactive with everyone, and they kind of are in tune with what's going on. But then there's other teams that are just so big that it's really hard to, you know, reach out to everyone, and it's hard for them to, you know, stay in touch with all of their players, and they just focus on their real big assets. And as a creative, I, I never really liked teams that were too big where I kind of just felt like another number and I kind of was just lost. I've always enjoyed it when I feel really appreciated and I feel like a crucial part of the team and I feel like a real building block when it comes to helping put out content and whatnot. And that's why I really liked working with Vanish recently, especially with them having me go out to the house and doing photo and video. It made me feel really crucial and it made me feel important. And the fact that they appreciated my work and they really liked it, it, it just motivates me, again, to even get back on the last question with what motivates me. That's just another thing, you know, getting good feedback and making people happy. But definitely hearing back from the people that, you know, brought me on with confidence that I would put out good work, hearing that I've done that and, you know, they're excited to work with me in the future, just makes me really happy and, you know, makes me feel good.
But when it comes to, you know, the relationship between players on a team, I think we're at the point where if it winds up, you know, their friends are already on the team with them, then they'll stay. But if not, they're just going to stick to their normal friends and just be on the org and not think much more of it. But I definitely think it is beneficial when there is a good relationship between a lot of the players on a team and they're playing together and creating content because it reflects nicely on the team. Content doesn't seem forced. And, you know, it's always good to collaborate with people in general, but it's definitely a bonus when you guys are representing the same organization. But, I mean, those were definitely two really good questions. I'm always looking to answer some more things for you guys. So, you know, just DM me on Twitter, at Nick Grinaside, if you have anything you want me to expand upon or just, you know, talk about and give my feelings on. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next one.